0: Hello, and welcome to the Landis Cooperative Experience podcast featuring the Bull Bear Banter. We all know that markets often behave in a way that can't easily be explained. The Bull Bear Banter is our best effort to digest the noise of the marketplace. So thank you for joining us. Sit back, relax, and let's talk about the markets. Hello, this is Tom Guinan, and I'd like to welcome you to the November 20th episode of the Bull Bear Banter. Let's go ahead and jump into this week's market update. December corn was up three quarters of a cent today, closing at 423 and a quarter, that is up 13 for the week. March corn futures ended at 428 and a quarter, gaining almost nine week on week. January beans added three and a half today to end at 1181, gaining another 33 cents this week. March soybean futures ended at 1181 and a quarter, up five and three quarters today, and also up another 33 cents this week. Please note that November 2021 futures, while gaining a little more than nine cents this week and ending just below 1050 today, are now more than $1.30 less than January and March futures. That spread continues to invert. Well, the big story this week is the wave of new measures being put in place to try to curb the spread of COVID-19. Many states are imposing restrictions and encouraging people to be even more vigilant with their interpersonal interactions. Many in the health industry are urging people to stay home during the Thanksgiving holiday and resist those normal traditions of celebrating with friends and family in a shared space. It's been almost a year since we first began discussing this virus. Some in the mental health arena are citing the mental stress that COVID is having on individuals and urging people to take that seriously as well. This seems like a good time to mention the Iowa Department of Public Health's website, yourlifeiowa.org. Growing out of the old 1-800-BETS-OFF hotline, this resource is now available for assistance with a multitude of situations, including mental health and depression. If you or someone you know is struggling with problems that seem out of control, I'd urge you to take a look at that yourlifeiowa.org website. No matter the issue, they have experts available 24-7. With that, let's dig into the specific items impacting corn and soybean prices as we look at this week's Bull Bear Factors. For corn on the bull side, export inspections jumped 5 million bushels last week to 32.2 million, which was right in the middle of expectations. Through mid-November, we're 127 million bushels ahead of the same period last year. U.S. corn remains the most economical on the world market for most destinations. There continues to be a lot of optimism about further Chinese purchases. One estimate showed that the Chinese hog herd is more than 25% larger this October versus last October. So, not only are they continuing to build or rebuild their livestock herds, but the current value for Chinese corn is approaching what would equate to $10 per bushel. Export sales rebounded last week with a sales report showing almost 43 million bushels sold, which is just above the top end of the range of traders' estimates. They were expecting 24 to 40 million. South American weather remains mostly dry. La Nina appears to be strengthening, which could lead to an even more lengthy period of dryness and drought there. On the bear side for corn, U.S. harvested acres were estimated at 95% versus 91% last week and 87% on average. It now feels like we're about done for the year, so we're going to stick a fork in this factor. U.S. ethanol production dropped back to 283 million gallons, losing the 4 million gallons they had gained the previous week. Even though production is weak compared to previous years, this level is right in line with the USDA's projections for the year. Expectations for less gasoline demand continues, especially for the Thanksgiving holiday week coming up. With many calling for people to stay home next week and forego the annual trek over the river and through the woods to grandmother's house, or wherever the normal tradition takes them, we should expect a significant decrease in gasoline demand year-over-year for next week. Crude oil futures have gained a couple of dollars per barrel this week, but remain in that low $40 area, just above $42. Ethanol margins continue to be under pressure. The current crush margin, using a yield of 2.9 gallons per bushel, shows November just below breakeven, while December through March are all below negative 10 cents per gallon. Months further out are still negative, just not below that negative 10 cents, and that is through July of 2021. This in and of itself doesn't tell the whole story, though. Many plants have a heavy debt load to service and will run at negative margins for periods of time just to produce a cash flow. However, an extended period of negative margins will eventually impact ethanol production. For soybean bull factors, this week we saw the release of the October NOPA report with an estimated crush of 185.2 million bushels. This is not only a record for the month of October, but also for any month. Analysts were expecting a number closer to 177 million bushels. Another interesting piece of news in the NOPA report showed soybean oil stocks at an 11-month low. So, that food versus fuel debate continues to rage in the vegetable oil sector. Earlier today, December soybean oil had gained more than two cents per pound for the week. It ended up a little lower on the day, but at the end it was still up more than a penny and a half for the week, or gaining just over $30 per ton. Malaysian palm oil, sunflower oil, and canola oil are also in tight supply situations. For example, this week palm oil traded at the highest levels since 2012. Export inspections for last week were reported at 82.3 million bushels. While this is a six-week low, it is still relatively strong for this time of year. The cumulative total is now 815 million bushels loaded and shipped versus about 458 million at this point last year. The Chinese currency, the yuan, has risen versus the U.S. dollar, giving them even more reason to keep buying U.S. commodities. Soybean export sales were also above the top end of expectations last week, coming in at 51 million bushels. Traders had expected somewhere between 22 million and 44 million bushels sold last week. Total commitments to all destinations now stand at 1.885 billion, or about 86% of the USDA's annual projections of 2.2 billion. If, or perhaps when, the USDA increases export estimates, it will put even more pressure on a very tight ending stocks number, now estimated at 100 million bushels. Soybean meal added another $7 per ton this week, climbing to just below $395 a ton. As far as bear factors, similar to last week, there aren't a whole lot of bear factors this week for soybeans. However, that is when I get even more nervous. It feels like everyone is crowding over to one side of the boat and expecting soybean values to continue to work higher. I'm hearing some analysts talking about $14 cash soybean prices. Just keep in mind that the values on the board of trade or in your local cash market are based on current information available. So almost everyone knows already about the Chinese demand to this point, dryness in South America, record NOPA numbers, and issues in the greater veg oil space. To keep moving higher, we will need new information, not just confirmation of the current information. The old saying is a bull needs to eat every day while a bear can take some time to hibernate and wait it out. Just a little food for thought, pun intended. So I'm going to continue to highlight the inverse in soybean futures as well as cash prices. The Ralston Soybean Plant posted values above $11.50 to end this week for cash prices, and many of our other facilities are above $11.25. But the prices posted for February and beyond are below these nearby cash prices. I continue to believe this is a selling opportunity for soybeans. Just keep taking a few more chips off the table every so often, and keep paying attention to that new crop 2021 price as well. I have yet to talk to a farmer that lost money selling $9.75 to $10 right out of the field. Just get a few loads sold out there, or put in some offers for October 2021. In the What to Watch for and Upcoming Events segment, as I'm sure you already know, next Thursday is Thanksgiving. The Board of Trade will be closed that day, and then reopened for a shortened session on Friday. The Landis Annual Meeting will take place virtually on December 14th. More details on this will be announced later. Also, our plot results and seed guides are available on our website under the Agronomy tab. And now for Tom's Take. This week, I've spoken with quite a few Landis employees, and I asked them if they believed this following statement. Ethanol plant bids are always better than the local co-op bids. I had very few disagree with that statement. In fact, I told them that if I added just a couple of words, I am sure we'd all be in agreement. If I change it to spot ethanol bids are almost always better than the local co-op bids, I'm sure we could all say that is generally true. It's really hard to compete with a demand source that needs anywhere from 50,000 to 100,000 bushels of corn per day. However, when you look at our bids for months beyond January, that spread gets a lot tighter, and in a few instances, our bids for a specific delivery period is actually better than the ethanol plant just a few miles down the road. So if you want to support your local co-op facility, take a look at some of those deferred bids. Pick a month where our bid is better and make a sale. If the current fiscal year turns out positive and we can manage to print more patronage checks or issue more Section 199A deductions, you'll win twice. I've had many people tell me that they will start selling more grain to us as soon as we start paying a good patronage, and I respond that we'll start paying a better patronage as soon as our volumes increase. It's kind of a chicken and the egg situation. Which one comes first? Well, right now in some locations, for some delivery months, you can get the best of both worlds by selling to Landis. Just take a look and see if this will work for you thanks. I appreciate you joining us for the bull bear banter. If you'd like to contact us, you can send a tweet to at Co-op or just drop an email to podcast at Our tagline remains, bears make money, bulls make money, and pigs just go to market. If you have any questions regarding grain marketing decisions, just reach out to your area grain marketing advisor. Thanks for listening, and I'll be back with you next week.